0: Well, you've made effort to come here. It's a long journey, even from San Ramon. Tier <laughs> teatro
1: It's kind of a deep-treat.
0: So, to use your motor senses, legs, and by extension, wheels, for such a venture and travel, this is said to be the proper use of such instruments to come to... Holy place to make an effort for that, and and then what? In the context of that, what is the value of the holy place but the holy people who live there to make the place holy? So we met on the basis of cows, and now you want to milk milk me
2: mm-hmm. for some amrit?
0: <laughs> also take advantage of. The people that make the places holy live there and and um conduct themselves in ways that attract the attention of of Bhagavan mm, of the Godhead. So we're all together for that kind of meeting and that's good for everybody. Bodayantas Purasparam Tushanticha Ramantricha. Speaker and hearers, speaker benefits most. That's a questioner, second most, and the listeners, third most. So it is my honor to address you, and um, it's good for me, and will help me to progress. It's the proper kind of setting for human life there's a nice poem Dulabha Bangali. Pangali Dulabha Manavajanama Satsange Taraha e Bhavasindure Sindhu means they are the ocean of material emotions like waves ups and downs that we ride hmm? ups and downs are bigger than we realize from one life to another, from one species, to another, and in the context of one species, so many ups and downs. And in one sense, the ups and downs, emotional life reaches its peak in human form, and we get a peak in human form as to what is the nature of love and giving. so human life, manavajanama Take birth as a human, that is a dulab. That is a very uh, rare opportunity. There are probably more living beings on the end of my finger than there are people on the planet, humans, in micro, microbic, microscopic (laughs) uh, form, so to speak, then, in the forest around us and very few humans gathered together. So, dhulabha janama So, human life is rare. And, satsange, to get human life and satsanga. sanga means to gather, to associate, and sat means for the right reason, hmm? for that which is real and meaningful. dhulabha manava janama Satsanga, the combination of these two things, human birth and satsanga. taraha ibhava e sindure one can cross over the ocean of material existence, go to the other side. It's a nice song. Bhajuhu re mana Sri Nanda Nandana abhai charanara vindu re Doolaba manava janama satsange tahara e babu sindu re Actually, this is a Bengali song written by Govinda Das, but Govindadas was not originally Govinda Das he was in bengal you know they have two prominent uh, factions factions <laughs> sects,
2: sects
0: hmm? yeah. the shaktas and the bhaktas hmm? who worship devi and who worship vishnu krishna hmm? two sects he was a shakta
2: hmm?
0: he was worshipping devi and um sometimes We may worship a particular object with. We may worship with the right thing in mind, or we we might worship with a different thing in mind. Something other in mind than what our worshipable object can afford us. As you know, in the Hindu pantheon, there are many gods and goddesses, so they're there for different reasons. They represent different faces and, and emotional realities of the absolute correspond with our own needs. Hmm? So, come, sit. So he was a devotee of Devi, but Devi could understand his heart naturally. So she said, what you want, That that's not within my domain. For that you should go to Krishna. Krishna. Hmm? For prem you should go to Krishna. For Mukti, you can go to Devi, just like Amma. Sometimes she finds people and sends them to Krishna, isn't it?
1: Amma is Devi and Krishna. <laughs> so
0: Sometimes she says, yes, you go with the Prabhupada, he's very nice. <laughs> so for Krishna-bhakti, for That's hmm? that we are gathered for here, this is our ideal, Prema, Prayurjana. Hmm? And mukti inside of is inside of preem, and some kind of preem is inside of mukti, some kind of love in a generic sense, to use the term. To stop taking, that is the beginning of loving, isn't it? So, detachment, we move away from friends and family, and God save us some our friends. Sometimes we have to invoke such a mantra. Hmm? Then, it um, may look like just the opposite of love but it's the beginning of love right? to step back enough to have the objectivity to see a thing for what it is and then interface with it on that basis rather than to if we're too close to a thing and attached to it, we can't see it for what it is. Right? Mm-hmm. Mother named her blind son Padmalochan. Padmalochan means lotus eyes Blind son doesn't have lotus eyes, but the mother was blind mm. by affection. Mm. Love turns faults into ornaments. Mm. So mother named her blind son Padmalochan. It's a nice idea, but it, uh, it illustrates the point that by attachment, we cannot see a thing for what it is objectively. Mm. So we need to step back enough from the world to see it for what it is, and then know how to interact with it in such a way that we don't, we aren't takers and being taken from, hunters and hunted. Jivo jivasya jivanam is mentioned. Darwin said the same thing. That um, what is it? Struggles for existence. The, uh, the struggle for existence. Yeah. Jivo jivasya jivanam bhāgavatam. One living being is food for another. Hmm? that is the material reality so they're hunters and hunted here we are taking we're living but the living is at the cost of killing we have to kill in order to live so human life we are all have human life as I said so we have satsanga. so these are two most valuable ingredients because human life gives us the opportunity to begin to love as I've often said, there's a question that arises in human life, that is, why? Why? Why is is a different kind of question. The animals are asking how. But in human life, we have an existential question. Why is an existential question? Why am I? Hmm? It's a search for meaning, for purpose. So human life means it it, it is an existential crisis for nature. Nature realizes in human life it has a soul. Hmm? And it begins to question, why? This question, this existential crisis, as I say, this is coming from consciousness. Consciousness asks this question. Therefore, in less complex forms of life, the question doesn't arise because consciousness although there is more suppressed by the demands that that particular housing places upon it. The demand for eating, for sleeping, for mating, for defending is there in all species of life. These are all how questions, how to eat, how to sleep, how to mate, how to protect myself, and we find that in all forms of life, the answers to these questions are built into nature. The animals know what to eat. Hmm? They know how to sleep. They know how and when to mate. And they all have a defense system built in. Here we have a lot of skunks. They have a system. Hmm? Lifting the tail. That's praying. It's not a good system. Hmm? Neither any of these protective systems are good in the ultimate sense, right? To a point, nature has allowed us some facility to protect ourselves. But the whole show cannot be maintained. Hmm? Bodily existence and changing bodies is there. And the human body, as I say, that is a great opportunity. And there another question arises, why? This is not answered by nature because it's not a material question. It's a question of consciousness. In human life we find self-identity, self-consciousness, a sense of I am. Hmm? And why am I? And why? Why I have to suffer?
2: Hmm?
0: So this question that cannot be answered by nature nature answers the questions how for all species of life we also have how questions we also have how to eat how to sleep how to mate how to defend and we're very confused about it much more so than the animals you'd think well we are more evolved we should know how better how to eat how to sleep how to mate how to defend but on the in the pharmacy you can find one shelf of how to sleep one shelf how to how to, uh, how to stay awake?
2: Hmm.
0: Another one, how to, many thousands of books and movies? How to mate? Hmm? Much confusion about that. What to eat? Oh my god.
2: Hmm.
0: Hmm. Eat, sleep, mate, depend. We are bewildered by these questions. Why? Another why. Why are we bewildered by these questions? When it is so easily, so easily answered by other forms of life. The reason is because we do not address the why question sufficiently. Material well-being that follows spiritual well-being. We have the why question that is prominent. If we answer the why question, then the how of human life should move around that. Bhagav has a nice saying. Saying what is that? Uh, um, Kama sinendra Lavo jiveta yavata, jivasya tattva jignasu nato yascheha karmabhihi. Kamasya asya indriya priti, indriya priti. Indriya means all these senses and priti means love. Kam asya na indriya priti. It means human life should not be used for indriya priti, for love of the senses. In less complex forms of life, that's where we find love of the senses. And as much as there's love of the senses, attachment to sense objects, there's no giving. There's no love. I mean, we love our cows. They're special. But we never hear them say, please, or excuse me, you go first, Mataji. No, you go first. They are driven. Of course, our cows are special, but most cows are driven. By the demands of their senses, to the extent that they do not have the time to think why, to question why.
2: Hmm?
0: Therefore, again, human life such a great opportunity. It's like probation. You understand? You have a chance now. Probation. How you will use that. Hmm? Whether you will become free. We have a sense that freedom exists in human life, a kind of freedom that transcends the the limits that we experience hmm, in terms of our embodiment, our, our, our nationhood, and so forth. I mean, humans, we don't find a fish wonder what it's like to fly in the sky. Neither the birds wonder what it's like to swim at the bottom of the ocean. But humans want to swim at the bottom of the ocean and fly on the top of the sky. We have a sense that means that that there are all, all possibilities exist for us. Because that sense is coming from the sense of what we are. Consciousness, not matter. Hmm? It's budding. It's beginning to blossom in human form of life. In human form of life, we get to say, please. We say, no, you first. We get to make a sacrifice. We get to give. We have the opportunity for doing something voluntarily rather than simply moving by the force of the demands of our embodiment we get the chance to rise above that and do something voluntarily this is the beginning of loving giving is loving human life gives us this opportunity it gives us a sense that there's more to us hmm, than what nature seems to 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 to, to dictate limitations hmm? Actually, soul can fly in the sky, can live in the water. Not, what is it? Nainam dahati pavaka. Akveda, Ayantasoshya, Bhagavad Gita. Nainam Chindati shastrani, nainam dahati pavaka. You cannot be burned by fire, hurt by any weapon, drowned by the water, withered by the wind, atma. Hmm? Atma can live in the sky, in the wind, can live in the sun, in the heat, hmm? can live in the water element. Hmm? So this Atma is coming out in human life. It senses itself. It has existential crisis. Why? Hmm? This question, if we don't address it, then the lesser questions, how to eat, sleep, mate and defend, we fail on them as well. They become very difficult questions for us. But if we press in our human life to answer the question, why? Why? Hmm? then the hows in human life are answered around that. We should eat, we should sleep, we should mate, we should defend ourselves to an extent for the purpose of what? kama sinendriya priti If human life is not for the love of the senses, what is it for? kama sinendriya priti jiva tattva jignasu It should be lived... This verse says because human life gives us the chance to inquire about the nature of consciousness
2: hmm?
0: so eat for that purpose to sleep for that purpose to mate for that in consideration of that purpose this is the higher purpose it is said that we are distinguished from the less complex forms of life by reason the faculty of reason but if we reason merely for sense pleasure hmm? we are nothing but a big animal. Then you become the most dangerous beast in the forest. Hmm? Is intelligence meant simply for finding better ways to serve the senses? Or can intelligence, which is higher, if you will, Hmm? on the material kind of ladder, we have sense objects, we have senses, we have mind, we have intellect. Mind says, I'd like to do this. Intellect says, yes, but it might not be good for you. Mm -hmm. Are we to follow the mind, wedded to the demands of the senses, or listen to the voice of intellect that says, it may not be good for you? Mm -hmm. To be reasonable is said to be human. Mm -hmm. And to be reasonable, in the full sense of the term, then, mm -hmm, is is to begin to inform... mm -hmm, our giving propensity with wisdom, wise love, in other words. Hmm? Wise love. Hmm? So, human life is a special opportunity, but so much people are abusing that, hmm? and so the world is in some peril, ruled by the beast, by the call of the wild in human dress our task through Sadhu is to go in a different direction. Yes, you can rise above nature. That sense is there. Mm-hmm. But how to do that? By show respect to nature, you can rise above. If you love someone and it's said, what? They will tell you all the secrets.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they will tell you all the secrets. So the way of the rishis hmm, is to go forward by uh, apparently moving in a backward way. As it is said in the in the world, in the corporate world, you'll get ahead by stepping on the heads of others. Hmm? But we think we'll get ahead by having our heads stepped on hmm? by the right people. Hmm?
2: Hmm?
0: In Sada Sangha, people are always putting their head on the ground, isn't it? <laughs> this is how they make progress. This is how they move progressively. Hmm? Not to fight with nature, but to participate in nature and find our place in the scheme of nature as human beings. Hmm? Where, as they say, this consciousness, this sense of I, I am, hmm, is budding. And now to let that bloom and blossom by good Sangha, hmm, this becomes possible. In Gyanmarg, we advance by Bhairagya, by detachment. In bhakti-marg, we advance by sangha, hmm? sadhu-sangha, by adding something.
2: Hmm?
0: And in the context of adding, then what is what should be given up, what is not of value, what is not useful for us, it becomes understood naturally, and we can easily let go of that. Hmm? So we are gathered in this human form of life, hmm? a gathering, a sangha, to talk about that which is real, about ourself. The Upanishads tell us that what is it in the world that most resembles God? If there is anything in the world, what is it that most resembles God? It says the answer is you. You most resemble. mean, hmm? You means consciousness. Hmm? That is a beginning understanding. We may resemble God, <laughs> that's true, but we may not be God. That's another philosophy. <laughs> there are different ways, of course, of thinking about that.
2: Hmm.
0: We find ourselves in a predicament that it would be embarrassing for God to find himself in. <laughs> so consciousness we are, but spark of the fire and fire are two different, different things. Hmm. Nowadays, of course, It may be thought that these topics are not very important. They come from old books. From a backward country even. India. Hmm. Um, In a rigorously, uh, you know, uh, reasoned uh, scientific world, this may seem out of date. But the topic of consciousness, the nature of consciousness, is so current so important. How we go about answering that, that is the only question. Now in modern society, many people have sought to answer the question empirically and reached a premature conclusion that consciousness is matter. In... Upanishads and in India and in other cultures as well, we find saintly people who have an experience of consciousness that um, that um, that leads them to believe that consciousness is different from matter. That consciousness is causal rather than caused. Hmm? Experience of of downward causation to use scientific language that the self this self, atma, this consciousness this I am hmm? this is the basis of existence this is the fundamental uh, uh, bottom kind of line plane out of which the world is rising and falling, rising and falling hmm? this is their experience they cannot demonstrate it in the laboratory, hmm. there was a famous atheist, Sam Harris, still is, and he he made a statement uh, uh, not, not long ago that that um, he had met a yogi living in a cave for many years, and they had analyzed his brain, hmm. and they said, and he said, but but we had analyzed his brain, and this guy didn't even he didn't know what was really going on. I laughed. I said, "No, Sam, you didn't know what was going on. Yes, he didn't know which 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 uh, which uh, neuron was firing where and when, and so forth. But what he knew hmm, was something about himself as consciousness that you will not find out in a laboratory. It's a subjective, first-person experience. But we should not dismiss first-person experience too readily in our." pursuit of rationality and and uh, empirically verifiable truths. After all, if we were to live on that basis, we wouldn't get up in the morning because the fact that we, ex- the sense that we exist is a subjective reality that we cannot prove that we live in terms of that subjective reality every day and get up and, and think that our life is meaningful. Hmm when the subjective experience of what i am is such that it expands to to f- th- th- such that we find ourselves connected with all things hmm? this kind of subjective experience transforms people it transformed people into givers. What is the need for morality then? There's a need in one sense. With this experience, what is the need for morality? Mm-hmm. If we know that, the, for example, we worship the Godhead, but if we find that the God is everywhere, mm-hmm. then there will be no moral lapse. We may act one way in the temple, but outside we might act differently because we think God is in the temple only. He's there, yes. He's there to help us to experience his, the universality of his, of his reality. Hmm. So that we are always in the presence of God. We always see everyone in relation to God and so forth.
2: Hmm.
0: So <laughs> what is the need for morality? I mean, religion is very much seen today as, as moral codes that are out, outdated in some respects and so forth. We're talking about something. Something different here where, that that we're an experience in which morality is is becomes um, unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that the saints are immoral. Mm-hmm. There's no need for talking of, of don't steal when there's no one to steal from. You don't steal from yourself. Mm-hmm. When you see the self hmm, as consciousness hmm, it's connected with everything. Everything is connected with consciousness. And where is the question of stealing? Taking something from another.
2: Hmm?
0: This is kind of a... And this is, in, in mysticism, this is a beginning idea only of the nature of reality and being. So my point only is this, that that while... Such mysticism that we pursue and engage in, that we that we that we uh, worship the the embodiment of, and so forth, that we give terms to like enlightenment and so forth, that is dismissed by the um, much of Western society and even the thinking public and scientific community and so forth. It should not be dismissed. In very pragmatic uh, sense, because the experience of such, again, what does it do to people? We hmm? are offering that kind of experience through satsanga, if you have human life. Hmm? And getting that experience, then you become the most desirable person, the most evolved person. Who is more evolved person? Hitler or? Amma. Hitler was more brutish. It is thought in, in, in Darwin's school that the brood, more brutish will be the most evolved, the most prepared to live, the most equipped to survive. Hmm? But no one will say that Hitler was more evolved than Ama, right? No, so practical Uh, sense, if you will, in human life is that we will survive by being kind. Hmm? By giving, we will grow. The self expands by giving and it contracts by taking. These are very common sense ideas. Hmm? We simply in Vedanta seek to take these principles that are really universal. Everyone accepts this idea. Selfishness is unbecoming. Even thieves will want to divide the loot honestly. So you take that idea. Now, you ex- Vedanta, Vedanta seeks only to expand upon that idea. What are the implications of that? Hmm? To be honest, to be truthful, to, to, to give is to receive, to be selfish is unbecoming. Even thieves think that selfishness, is, as I say, is unbecoming in their own circles. So these are universal principles. We don't seek only not to not to attach to ourselves a belief, hmm? but to take universal experience of of human of human consciousness. This is one example. Selfishness is unbecoming, and then develop this the implications of this. Hmm? That's what it means to become
2: enlightened. Hmm?
0: You follow? It means to become a giver. Now. We may produce a Frankenstein in the laboratory, but but not a giver, hmm? no, right? Hmm? But Vedanta is producing such people. Hmm? Sat is producing. This is the chemistry. Hmm? If this is in place, we have examples. Such people can be developed. Hmm? Such contributors to the world, givers only. Lovers, human life is not distinguished from their other forms of life merely because it reasons, but because, moreover, it has the capacity to love. We should reason about that, not how to take. If we reason only how to take, then our intelligence does not separate us from the less complex forms of life. But if we reason how to give... And reasoning how to give leads us to the the, the argument. hmm? In order to give fully... We have to stop from taking. And this body and bodily identification is all about taking. You cannot avoid that. To maintain this body, you have to take. Therefore, you should take only as much as necessary to provide for yourself in terms of your life, of culturing, giving. Hmm? Therefore, we should eat. Hmm? We should mate. We should... Defend and so forth. Hmm? Only in the context of pursuing the purpose of human life to answer why, hmm? to become a giver. Hmm? All the forms of life are on the take, that's inevitable. We don't condemn them for that. Hmm? But if you come to human life and remain a taker, that is most condemnable. Hmm? So we should not think these ideas are some, from some dusty old books that they are impractical in the modern society hmm? no, they are very these are age-old questions these questions are still alive today it's only the only question how we go about answering them the question is this in one sense as they say why so we have a sense that there's there is a more to life than what meets the eye materialistically speaking we try to find the more hmm? as I said, we try to fly in the sky, we try to go to the bottom of the ocean, we, we try to do it in a particular way with a conquering type of mentality. We try to rise above nature by controlling, by conquering nature, by confronting nature, by battling with nature. Vedanta only tells us we can rise above nature in a different way, by cooperating with nature, by finding our place in nature, hmm? by taking advantage of the opportunity that human life affords us to be givers and give anywhere somehow or other you start giving that is the idea yes where you repose your giving ultimately that will determine much about what kind of getting that giving is synonymous with if we repose the giving in our to our children to our country this is some kind of giving there will be some benefit but as we give and as we grow from that giving our sense of of where we can give the most Will be refined. This is a Gaudiya idea. Krishna's too Bhagavan Swami. Hmm. <laughs> Krishna is the biggest taker. Person told us that Christian monastic that that he said I think that Christianity we offer a better concept of God than in Krishna bhakti. Krishna is a taker. A thief, an enjoyer, hmm? like a playboy, practically. And Christ is sacrificing to the extreme. So he said, I think that we have a deity that is more compelling hmm? and more overtly spiritual. I replied to him, I said, we have nothing uh, negative to say about the Christ and his sacrifice. Uh, But we do say this that if there is a giving and a sacrificing that is to take place, there must be a receiving end. Hmm? There must be an object of sacrifice to whom we sacrifice for, Hmm? to whom we give. That side of the equation must be represented in a different way. Hmm? The mystics have represented them in the Purna sense, Purnavatar, as Krishna. He's the taker. He's the enjoyer. But because he's actually the taker, actually the enjoyer actually the center then when he gets just like the stomach is the center when it gets the food it gives it to the whole body in a way that no other part could if any part of the body revolts and says why shall we send this food to the stomach the hand says, I'll keep it here the tongue says I'll keep it here
2: Hmm.
0: neither the tongue neither the hand or any other part of the body can distribute that energy to the whole the stomach can take it and transform it in a way that no other part can and nourish all the parts. This is the taker. Hmm? He's a giver.
2: <laughs>
0: but he appears as a taker. So love is like that. There's two sides to the love, right? There's the object of love and there's the lover.
2: Hmm?
0: The lover gives to the, to the object of love and the object of love in another way. gives back is the bhakti. Hmm? giving for the sake of giving. So human life gives us the opportunity to begin to give. Somehow we should try to do that. Hmm? And By good association, we can refine our sense of giving in two ways. One way is giving should be without motivation. Ahoy tuki. Apratihata. Without reservation. Without hesitation. And without motivation. And giving forgetting, as much as we attach our getting to our giving, then we are not giving entirely. So that's not so easy, but that must be, we must cultivate that. Unmotivated giving, uninterrupted giving. And then to give perfectly, this quality must be there of giving, and then we have to find an object that can take perfectly. Hmm? If we try to give perfectly to an object that cannot take perfectly all of our love, then We cannot experience the fullness of giving. Hmm? So Krishna has been presented by the mystics. If you carefully study, this is what he means. The perfect object of taking, perfect object of love. Swayam Bhagavan. Hmm? Krishna's two. Bhagavan, Swayam. And that then, of course, that plays itself out in Leela. Lilamo, eh? Shankar had a nice idea in the Dvaita Vedanta that if you're full, why move? Right? If you have no need, then we are moving because we have a need, a necessity. We meditate, but why do we stop? We have a necessity, a karmic necessity, to answer the call, hmm? to answer to to the deeds, the, the, the fruits of the deeds, of the seeds that we have sown. Hmm? Hmm. There's movement in the realm of karma. Hmm? I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. Is mm-hmm. something like that. There's a bumper sticker like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Yeah. This is moving out of necessity, out of obligation. So Shankar reasons in his Advaita If you're full, why move? Chaitanya Mahabhu took the idea and he wanted to develop on that. Hmm? He said, that's a good point. But thinking further, in the realm of consciousness, where mystics will debate more subtly without coming to arms with one another in in battle and so forth. And different jivas, different souls will find their place in this ashram or that ashram, in Advaita, vishista dvaita, 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 achintya beda and so on and so forth. Hmm. They are all refined ideas of the nature of consciousness. We should have we should have this debate about this. That'll be useful. That will not bring us to 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 um to terrorism. Hmm. That kind of discussion, civilized discussion, the nature of consciousness. Mm-hmm. That we will be peaceful from the start. <laughs> the nature of consciousness. Mm-hmm. So within that, so there's a the discussion. Mm-hmm. And Chidchhatanidev, therefore, he took this idea. He said, "Yes, very good. If you're full, why move?" Then again, if you are full, how can you not move? There may be movement out of emptiness, out of a perceived need, that it comes from identifying with something that cannot be maintained, ayur harati pumsam uddhanasthan chiyanaso, ayur harati pumsam all humans, ayur harati, their ayur, their life, harati, is being taken away. Udhyanastam chayanaso With the rising and the setting of the sun. Sunsets very popular in California. Many, many years ago in the 60s, we used to watch them augment them. even. But what did we see? Vedanta says, Bhagavad says, if you really see what's taking place with the rising and the setting of the sun, you see ayuradthi. With the rising and the setting of the sun, my life is being taken away. My life as I know it, as as a man, as a woman, as a San Franciscan, hmm? as an Indian. Hmm? That may be the case. Ayurtharati. What a loud statement nature is making. How loud is the rising of the sun? It's so loud. It's such a big statement. What if it didn't rise tomorrow? then you'd know what a big statement it is. But it's making this big statement every day. Hmm? It's just like you have a ride on the highway and you see there's some owl perched there and you think, how can I d- sit there with all that traffic and listen to that all day long? Hmm? But after a while you become accustomed to it. You block it out. So, this, is a, this is a big statement of nature. The rising and the setting of the sun and saying, your life is being taken away as you know it. You can't keep anything. But we just drowned... Kind of, We've been kind of just... Drowned it out, so to speak. Hmm? But if it didn't come up tomorrow... Oh, and it would make the newspapers. But there would be no sun to read the headlines. Hmm? Such a big thing, nature says. It says except for one whose life will not be taken away, uttama sloka vartaya, who's engaged in this kind of discussion. Hmm? They're not calling the death. Hmm? They're calling the self. From mityam amritam, mityam amritam, oh. we should go from death to immortality. Hmm. Human life gives us that opportunity. Hmm. to live uh, big in the real sense of the term. So Dev he said that I think that if people are full, then by necessity there there will be a kind of movement also. People in the material world are moving out of necessity, perceived necessity, they owe. When we move in quicksand, we go down. We have a necessity. When we move in the realm of karma, we, we move into negative numbers. We incur a debt. And we take, we owe. Hmm? We take, we owe. Shankar is saying we should come out of negative numbers and come to zero. And there's a positiveness to zero. When zero means no desire, then you have a fullness. You don't have to move. We're moving because of a perceived necessity. This body has a necessity. We've identified with it. We have to move, we have to kill, we have to take to maintain it. So if you're full and that you don't have any desire, you come to zero. But Mahabharushi Shichit Chaitanya Devi, there may be positive numbers as well. Therefore, he said, Brahman, when Brahman is full, then it moves out of fullness, just like if you are really full, sometimes you just get up and have to dance. And you say, "I am full." In other words, movement that is celebratory hmm. rather than out of out of a out of a need hmm. because of running on empty, I have to move to get fuel hmm. moving out of fullness. This is a dynamic kind of movement, not the static movement of material life. Puna punas charvita charvananam, chewing the same thing again and again, boredom. Hmm? Lila mai. Hmm? understand? It is full. <laughs> it is another kind of movement altogether. Hmm? Purna brahma, Krishna, hmm? moving in lila with Radha. We come together because of Goseva here today, cows. Krishna's in Leela surrounded by cows. What does it mean? Hmm? What are all those cows? You've seen the picture of Krishna?
2: Hmm?
0: He's got so many cows. What is the meaning of that? What is a cow? Hmm? Of course, you've given me some nice books to read about what is a cow what is the importance of the cow to human civilization who civilized who who domesticated who the humans domesticated the cows or did the cows domesticate the humans we cannot trace it out Hmm. more likely that cows have domesticated the humans so kind cows are givers in every respect in other words grass they eat yes but grass grows automatically And from the grass, then so many things they are giving. In Lila Leela of Krishna, Krishna is surrounded by givers, it means. Hmm? But then you think, Swami, if I only give, who will take care of me? That is Gopal. Gopal.
2: Hmm.
0: He protects the cows. So become a cow. means become a giver. Hmm? This is how you will meet Gopal. Hmm? Goseva comes to this. Ultimately, to serve cows, <laughs> that will bring us in this direction. The cow is offering us such an opportunity. It's really speaking to us in a loud way, also. You're a human being, you should be different. You should love me. I'm giving to you. Hmm? So, I'm very blessed to have your good association, acquiring minds. Hmm? They asked me to say, to milk me a little bit, to ask me to say something here. And I don't want to take up too much of your time because you've traveled a long way onto your theatre and still you have to return hmm? before nightfall. No, hmm. you
1: could take all the time you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, any question?
1: So, a cow's gown. Gaumata that has brought us all together.
0: That's right. That
1: have our cows, your cows. Mm -hmm. So in the realm of things and everything happening, how important do you think cows are? They're so basic. I know you've said it, but they're so intrinsic and so primal. Mm. And like you said, they teach us to be civilized, that they bring...
0: cow marks the beginning of human civilization where we move from hunters and gatherers to agriculture using your head rather than just your hands your brain rather than just your brawn so if humans are distinguished as they say some circles from other forms of life by their by their intellect by their reasoning power it is the domesticated animal, cow, which is the principal one, that activates that, in a sense, tilling the field with the bull. In other words, you, keep, you can kill an animal and eat the flesh and live for a while, or you could keep the animal and learn to till the soil, and you could get produce from that and live much longer. You could get much more. Uh, you could provide much more for yourself, in the words, then by agriculture, then by hunting and gathering. And agriculture means civilization, and then, of course, then there's industrial civilization. Hmm? And that's kind of heading back in the other direction in a sophisticated way. Hmm? How to be a bigger um, hunter and gatherer hmm? and, uh, and, and and taker, in a sense. People will argue that without industrial civilization, not as many people, the planet could not support as many people. But support them for what? What are we supporting people for? For what purpose? Is the purpose of human life just to live long and take? Hmm. Shankar only lived uh, 34 years. will only lived 48 years. Their cry: How long did the Christ live? What were their contributions? It's a matter of the number of years, is not. But the quality of that. What do you do with that? Hmm? You're not interested just in extending the life as long as possible but in doing something with the short period of time that we have as human beings. Something meaningful. Cows push us in that direction. Hmm? They take us from hunting and gathering to an agrarian-based lifestyle hmm? where we can work with nature, be the stewards of nature rather than battling with nature hmm? to care for nature. Then we cross the line into industrialization. Uh, you know, then, there are tangible benefits in one sense that one cannot deny, but from the absolute perspective, how valuable they are becomes questionable hmm? and in the long run, of course it, it, they may be the whole thing may be more detrimental to you. you may be able to sustain more people for a longer time to become bigger consumers huh? only to end the whole affair untimely without anyone realizing the self hmm? So cows are important. <laughs> cows are important. They represent that in a big in a big way. An agricultural based society, stewardship of human society, which, which means to say that humans are 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 different from nature and less complex forms of life, but connected with them at the same time. You don't find a mistaken idea, for example, if you take Descartes' idea that um I think, therefore I am. Hmm? We call it um, uh, what is it um, um, substance dualism, for example, in cognitive science, substance dualism, there's consciousness, there's matter, there's mind, there's matter, two different things. But in his thinking along those lines, which has some um, some truth to it, um, how did he relate to nature? We don't. <laughs> the same idea found in Upanishads never caused the human society to 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 butcher the animals, for example, the cows, to to pillage the earth, to rape the earth, and so forth.
2: No, hmm?
0: a different idea there. So, in, in Veer, this is all moving in the direction of industrialization. Indians only go in there by bad association. Imagine that Gandhi, Gandhi had very agrarian-based, you know, ideas and so forth. Mm -hmm. Imagine if India, attaining liberation from the British, had pursued a Gandhian kind of ideal. Where would it be looked? How would it be looked at today Mm -hmm. if it was an environmental haven? It would be leading the world by its example. Instead, after the British left, and everything had to have the stamp of British approval on it, even when the British were not there, this is a great shame. so uh, so yeah there's something to be said for agrarian life and cow based kind of life it means a healthy relation cows mean domesticated cows animals means a healthy relationship between humanity and and nature hmm? where human humanity is distinguished from nature it can pursue its higher nature but not at, uh, in, a, in a way that it will actually realize it and not at the cost of the earth and natural systems without the false idea of being the god and toying with the changing the nature of nature, which is where industrialism has brought us today, changing the nature of nature. There, You see, this is all it's about. Human life means we're like God, because God is consciousness. We're a spark of consciousness, so we try to act like God. And if we do that in the wrong way, then that is the modern... Society, you know, and you become try to change the nature of nature. We'll see the see the clouds and have rain, and you know, and so many. You may be able to do so many things, but what will be the ramifications of that in the long run? Hmm? Poor excuse for a god. That's what we'll find.
2: Hmm?
0: A poor excuse for a god. Hmm? Now, what they, they make Roundup, and it and Roundup makes weeds. <laughs> After decades, that, that nothing can kill. It's resistant to, you know, what Roundup is from Monsanto. Then, then now they cannot kill those weeds. Those weeds will kill humans. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> would, <a> huh? <laughs> Monsanto. Yeah, so they, then you won't be able to grow. That's a, so this is short sighted. Hmm? Yeah. So, cow helps to give some vision. Hmm?
1: Swabhiji, so, uh, Bharat said something. Uh just now, when you're dining here, you mentioned what Srila Prabhupada said, how how is are going to sustain us the whole for the next hundred centuries. Oh, no, that was, was that? that was just about how God consciousness God will consciousness. be around mm. for, for, for the next ten thousand years, 10, as long years. as teachings will be followed. So. Our teachings of Srila Prabhupada.
2: Uh, uh. Teachings of Krishna. Of Krishna,
0: Krishna teachings of Vedanta.
1: So mm. we have hope then. Mm. Like the Kali Yoga is going
2: to end. You have
0: hope. You have sadhu sangha, you have hope. You don't have to wait for everybody else. Mm. So. That should be clear also. Don't wait for everybody else. To, to, by the time everyone gets on board, then better to be doing something else. <laughs> by, that, by that time. <laughs> oh, it's good to be ahead of the curve. Yes? It makes sense to me that each
2: of us has a lot to give or has a lot to offer. Um, and I'm curious about some responses to how to um, explore what we have to give in this world or find our way into what it is that we, is most important that we offer to the world or best way to give
0: or something to that effect. So what you want to say is that if giving is what life is is the secret of life in a sense is we are a unit of giving capacity and we're on the take so to to change the course to unlock the mysteries of the world by giving by by loving giving is loving by loving you will know as I said by loving someone they will tell you all their secrets that's very natural so then your question is how to give the most how can that can give in particular? Like each of us has a very unique, offering, very unique... Ultimately, each of us is, is a unit of giving capacity. We have different things to give in terms of our karma. But I am speaking about what we are beyond our karma. You may give things in terms of your karma which distinguishes you from another. Hmm? Karma distinguishes one from another. And based on that, we have a certain... Stock, a certain bank account of things, whether they be gross things or talents, abilities, so forth. This is all karma. So we can give from within the stock of our karmic bank account things, but the best things in life are not things. The best thing is the self. Why even do we like things? Because we extend ourselves into them we say it's my car if it has a flat tire it's a big problem if your car does it's not a big deal for me why because it's my car because I'm in it and by my the simple two syllable two-letter word my one syllable is a big thing my my house my car my wife my boyfriend my son means I have gone there me means Self means consciousness, hmm? the experiencer, the possessor, not the possessed. So I extend myself into a thing, and the thing has meaning to me. Therefore, I have meaning. Me is what is the meaning. Consciousness is the meaning. So we can give from, among, from, from our stockpile and bank account of things acquired in the realm of karma by taking. And we should. But the bigger thing is to give ourselves. We can give things or we can give ourselves. We can sacrifice some of the things that we have. That may bring us closer to ourselves. But in the context of giving and sacrificing, we will come to realize oh, it's me that's supposed to be on the altar. Not my things, <laughs> but me. So, what is the best thing we can do? We can give. We can give ourselves. Hmm? Bhakti is for that, to give to yourself entirely. Like we you know, we give diksha, <coughs> mantra diksha. We have like a yajna, agnihotra, fire sacrifice. Symbolically, they throw the grains in there, swaha, swa. The idea is you're supposed to be throwing yourself in there. Hmm? So to live in the fire of sacrifice, <coughs> this is the idea. Yeah, you know, it says charity begins at home, so give to yourself, what are you? Hmm? Give up the things. How about that? Give up the things that you think are yours and that you are your your that is your thing to give. Wh is given to you in the first place. Hmm? It is said that uh, that uh, what do they say about God given your God given gifts? God gave you gifts. That's kind of a small gift, your karmic gift. Hmm? <coughs> Nature has given you deserve this, you don't deserve that. So we are differentiated by these things. As much as we can give of these things, for the sake of this, we should give even the things, for the sake of this, for the sake of establishing what is truth in life. What is that is the best thing to give to the world. If let's say you know, well you want to stop hunger, and you're a good cook, so well, maybe you should give your talents of cooking to stop hunger. Nice idea, except that as many times as people eat, hunger will never stop. Hmm? So how you will stop hunger then? This is what Vedanta is teaching. This is what Bhakti's school is teaching. How to stop hunger.
2: Hmm?
0: you understand? Hunger is a, is, a, is a symptom. The disease is something else. The disease is that the self is identified with matter, and it has a need, therefore... So, doctor, cure thyself. This is the message of the Gita. If you want to give, give to yourself. Come out from under the things that you think are yours and know what you are. You are much more than those things and those talents. And all the thinking that they are mine is distracting you from knowing what you actually are. As I said, the best things in life are not things. We are the best things in life. Hmm? Consciousness, units of consciousness. We shall give ourselves to the whole. The part, what will be its best utilization? Here's a chair. It's made up of different parts. Let's take apart. Sometimes they fall apart, so this one seems to be intact. But we take apart and put it on the floor. We think, what will we do with this? We take this arm off and put it there. What do we do with it? We can make some meaning out of it. We can find something to do with it. But if we actually connect it back to the chair, then oh, it's connected with the whole, of which it's a part. It has so much more meaning. Hmm? So we are the part. We must give ourselves to the whole, to the center. Hmm? Then our full utilization will be realized. So, and, and what is the center? Well, we are a unit of consciousness. What does that mean? What is atma? What is paramatma? Let the ātmā give itself to the paramatma. Hmm. How do you do that, then?
2: Well, then,
0: there are so many ways to do that. Hmm. In Kali Yuga, kīrtana deva-kṛṣṇasya sangha paramara. This is very popular. I'm sure Amma must like kīrtana.
1: Oh, is not are very important, uh, every day.
0: Like kirtanam. Hmm. Nam Kirtan is very powerful. What does it mean? Nam Kirtan. That we do here. To to sing the name of God. What does it mean? What's in a name? Everything. Now if I have your your name now as your social security number. <laughs> if I get that, I have your whole bank account. Right? Everything. So in Nam everything is there. Hmm? In the name of God. <laughs> Rup, guna, lila everything is there. So give yourself to that. The kirtan in Kali Yuga. Then you can stop hunger. You can stop disease. Of course, you have to have an ear for this. It takes a little bit of intelligence. To understand. Yes? question I can say one more point. If we're sitting in a circle... And I pass the hat, and I say, "Please, everybody, give a dollar for the hungry people in Philo." So you give a dollar, you give a dollar. We come to honor She says, "I'm not giving." They go, well, "Why not?" He said, "Well, because the problem is not that there's not enough food, but the distribution of food is, is not being properly organized. Therefore, I'm going to give my dollar for to vote for a new mayor. <laughs> I want Swami to be the mayor of Philo, so I will give my vote there. I want all the money to go for the political change." Everybody goes, "Wow." that's deep take their money out of the hat yeah so now we pass the political hat around alright every a dollar to change the mayor of Philo so that we can feed all the people and other things too we can change this we can change so then it comes to Swami and Swami said I'm not putting a dollar in that hat I don't want to be the mayor of Philo he says what how mean you don't want to be the mayor you don't want to change the political system I say no I want to I want to take it to another level hmm I want everybody to give a contribution to promote the idea that we are all visitors here. Hmm? We are consciousness, not matter, and consciousness doesn't need to eat. Hmm? And I want to teach a way that you can experience that you are the Atma. Hmm? Be free from hunger, old age, disease, and everybody goes, "Wow, let's put a dollar in that." Put that. You see, this is a higher level of of giving. Your question?
2: Um, regarding,
0: regarding Kirtan, Kitan, you know. Um, it's maybe a very basic question, but what's the difference between uh, japa? You know, into the chanting on the beat and and um, and chanting together in
2: uh, like Sankirtan. So can you say that one is higher than the other or they are
0: Hmm. Kirtan is an ongo of bhakti, limb of bhakti, and dhyan, smaranam, meditation is also limb of bhakti. So chanting in japa is is a limb of of, of, of smaranam of dhyan. Hmm. Chanting out loud is kirtan, but you can also chant japa out loud, and then it becomes a limb of kirtan. Mm -hmm. So also kirtan promotes Dian. kirtan is very powerful, its efficacy is, 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 is great in this age. So by kirtan, you see, you cannot do meditation and not pay attention, that's an oxymoron have uh, mm-hmm. right? You cannot pay you do it but you can do kirtan and not pay attention. And you will become attentive mm-hmm. by the force of kirtan. Mm-hmm. That is his power. But you, by the force of kirtan eventually you this you, inner life will be awakened and the capacity to meditate. Mm-hmm. Meditation requires some qualification. Kirtan requires no qualification.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What I mean by this, if you have too many desires you can't sit and meditate. You can't sit there. You've got too many things that are driving you that you think are important. Hmm. But you can do kirtan. In fact, anyway, people do kirtan in the shower all the time about something. People are always singing something, you know, in their head or whatever, you know. And so it's a natural kind of tendency also. It's very user-friendly. So then you take these songs about Brahman, hmm, the great, hmm, under the influence of Shakti. This is Krishna then. Radha Krishna. We make so many songs about that. Brahman dancing. Hmm? That which is everywhere, moving. How can something that is everywhere move? Oh, write a song about that. Make a poem about that. In poetry, it can happen.
2: Hmm?
0: You understand? So there's a Bhagavad. It's all poetry. Kirtan is all song, poetry. It's an attempt in, through language, if you will, and emotion to. Better describe the nature of the possibilities of the Absolute, which transcend our reasoning capacity. Reasoning says if something's everywhere, how can it move? And Krishna's Brahman, which is everywhere, moving. That should spin our head. Hmm? And it should also make our heart beat to think there's something more than a head. I thought so. Hmm? I thought there was something more than reasoning. God. (laughs) <laughs> I'm happy for that. Hmm? God save us from the limits of reasoning. But let's not be unreasonable about it. Hmm? Let our love be wise and well-reasoned. So kirtan in any way is natural. Hmm? If you love someone, you sing about them. And if you love someone, how can you not think about them? So this is a natural expression of love. If you love someone, how do you say it? Who will you tell? Will everybody even listen? So you're pressed to make your own language about it. You give them their own name. Lovers have their own names for one another, their own language. Hmm? And only if you're part of that can you understand what's being said. So great devotees, they write in their own way about Krishna. Hmm? Put it in song. Hmm? It's become shared with the public. Very easy then to sing about Brahman. You know, I try to meditate on Brahman. What is it? Where is it? Very difficult. Hmm? Uh, to sing about Krishna, that's very easy. It's very user friendly. Hmm? And this is Param Brahman. Hmm? So kirtan is very powerful and it, in a, it, 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 it works such that it qualifies one for dhyana. And that japa is mostly dhyana. Now you you know, different people come to this from different backgrounds. So when they have more ability to sit and do japa and may and may may be more inclined towards that, that should be culture then. That should be encouraged then.
2: Hmm?
0: Not that I'm more inclined towards japa, but kirtan must be better, therefore I must do that. No. Hmm? Whatever you're more inclined for in bhakti, then you should do that. Hmm? But uh, nonetheless, kirtan is, uh, is, the, is for Kali Yuga. Kale Dosha Nid Rajanasti, Astia Kat Mahatgunan, Kirtana Deva Krishna Stiya Mukta Sangha Parampa Jat. dosha jati means in Kali Yuga is an ocean of faults. Hmm? But by 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 Krishna Kirtana it is easily crossed over. Hmm? Does that
2: help? Yes.
1: Someji oh just to expand on what he said, hmm. I think a lot of <coughs> spiritual traditions do stress that kirtan bhajans shabad kirtan is more powerful than meditation mm
2: uh-huh.
0: yeah.
1: yeah Much more more enjoyable like you said user friendly easy uh-huh. to participate uh-huh. in and yeah more devotional and
0: yeah even in this dist- uh, yeah kirtan is very powerful especially in this day and age taking to the street.
1: i must say Amma has written um, o- o- over and over again, and she talks about it. Even mm-hmm. if you can't sit down and do your rigorous meditation,
2: mm-hmm.
1: morning and evening, participate in the Shabbat, bhajan, keep peace.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's, It may be a lot better and easier for most people. Very
0: eat. good. Mm-hmm. We need all the help we can get. If sure. There's an easy path. <laughs> Only the fool will take the harder course. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the time now?
2: It's four o'clock almost.
0: All right, so we have to prepare for the cows and continue to save here. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Hare Krishna, Hare Om, yadi.